Welcome to another Gentleman's Briefly. This is one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm here with my other host and my other my animation experts. <laughs> I am Spencer. And I'm Jordan. Very nice. And this is another one where we're just appreciating Black folks, appreciating Black creativity. And today we're going to focus on Black cartoon characters. We're going to pick three of our favorite, and maybe more, maybe some honorable mentions here or there, but three of our favorite Black cartoon characters. Now, caveat here, if we believe they're Black and we can argue for them being Black, then we'll, you know, the, the rest of the crew can <laughs> either accept or deny. Nobody, but, nobody uh, gonna tell us these characters are not black during Black History Month. They're not gonna tell <laughs> us that. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. But yeah, we'll just go through uh, each one by one and just kind of talk about a character we we really loved and connected with, and then we'll uh, yeah we'll go from there. So uh, Jordan, why don't you go first? Yeah. So cartoon characters. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I did switch it up a little bit. I did a mix of anime cartoon characters. Because an anime is a cartoon character, I see. Brandy, Does it count? Kind of say something. That's kind of baby. I'm good with that. That's good, baby. Okay. So, the first character on my list is Killer B. I knew it was going to be Killer B. I knew it was going to be either Killer B or the Raikage. Yeah, and uh, Raikage is nice. Sorry, sorry, Brandon. You have to tune out for a second. But let all the <laughs> no, anime I'm just going to mute. I'm just going with you here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about the Raikage, but I had to give it to the to the boy with all the bars my guy is a rapping ninja who also possesses the eight-tailed beast and i mean if you've seen the series you know killer b he gonna give you bars and he gonna give you knives and if he can't beat you like that then he's gonna pull out the demon ox and he gonna get busy with you uh this is naruto had you know a couple black characters who were also really good but for me i mean killer b just did it all and it's just in all like he had what like maybe five or six swords that he would use I thought he had one eight. time. Was it eight? Oh yeah, no, I, eight, I thought, eight. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. He he has uh, some in his mouth. He got a couple under his arms. He got some under his legs, and he's still able to manage to fight like that. Like in real life, it would look dumb as hell. But the great thing about animation is sometimes you can go and do no wrong during animation. And so, and, that's, and there's not too many black characters, you know, in anime like that anyway. And for this character to be as cool as he was and to give us the bars that we needed. And he even had Naruto jumping in, you know, trying to drop bars too as well. You know, he, he had him going as well. So, yeah, Killer B is my first choice for cartoon character. One of the things that I do like is that Killer B was able to mentor Naruto as far as like having a Jinchuriki and managing that yeah. because we see that, you know, Killer B has like a pretty good relationship with his compared to where Naruto was at the time. Yeah. And we see that because it would be easy to assume that Killer B is just some like idiot rapper. Like yeah. it, it based on how he talks and all that, like it would be easy to assume that he's a buffoon when in fact he's a fucking problem. Yeah. And also has some wisdom on him. You're and right. so he was able to actually, you know, help Naruto in regards to managing this thing that not many people can actually relate to and understand. So I'm glad that we were able to see that from him as well, because we see a lot of nonsense 
but we also see that he's capable. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree with you. And, and for Naruto, I mean, there weren't a lot of characters who, you know, kind of helped him along his way as far as like mentoring him. I mean, obviously you had Jiraiya, um, but I feel like he kind of stepped in at a point, like a pivotal point in Naruto's life when he needed the most help trying to understand, you know, his nine tails and he explained, you know, the nine, the nine tails, eight tails, they all come from somewhere and they, they also have feelings as well. So great mentor towards Naruto, but yeah, yeah, that's my pick. Okay. All right. Uh, one of my favorite cartoon characters is Huey from the boondocks. I love Huey. Uh, I think that Huey is the first time I remember, like Huey's the first time I was like conscious and aware of seeing like a radical, uh, like going against the, you know, the whole <laughs> the system. Yeah. Like just going to get like, just full on. This is bullshit. And I am going to do everything that I can to fight the power, if you will. Because yeah. um, I don't, I mean, I know that that's been happening, you know, forever. And I know that it's all over the place. But like, it's, as far as me personally, that's the first time I remember seeing it and being aware of it. Uh, because I remember the first time I heard Huey speak, he said, Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and they're lying to us about 9-11. Or whatever it said. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> we're, we're, we're okay. We're doing this. And he's 10. He's one of the most intelligent 10-year-olds that we see on TV. Of course, other than like, you know, very specifically outright geniuses and all that, like as far as like social awareness, like a lot of 10-year-olds don't have that. A lot of 10-year-olds are not aware of what's actually happening. They just know math and shit. But he knows the world and what's going on. And I just love Huey. Huey can fight. Yeah, I was about to say. Some people. Huey held his own for a little bit against Bushido Brown. The <laughs> black karate man to ever live. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Huey, excellent. I, I love Huey and Riley's interactions with each other. Like, them going at each other, just arguing back and forth, and then granddad, granddad got to come off in there and be both their ass like yeah Huey that like you said that might for me as well like just thinking that might be the first character that I remember you know having that freedom of speech like that that was black at that you know yeah just being like radical and against the system yeah uh that, that was that I think I I again I, that's the first time I remember it and that's the first time I remember like being conscious of it being a thing that was happening because again, I know I had seen it. I know that it's been happening in real life and in media for a while. But that was the first time I was like, "Oh, all right." Man, I really want to watch the Boondocks now. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because it's very good, and it's it's just some of the things that they talk about and they address and they do. It's just so well done. Yeah, man. Amazing character. Amazing character. Choice. Good choice. All right. For me, my first pick is Joe Gardner from Soul. Okay. Yeah. I feel like 
so many times black people can't just be just regular black folks on TV, you know? <laughs> we got to have some superpower. We got to have some crazy nonsense going on around. This was just a man, a regular guy trying to book a gig, you it's know? Like jazz. Life's jazz. Regular teacher trying to gets inspired when his one of his students gets a little inspiration. He's like, oh, okay. He gets in the zone. And just like most musicians, they have a little zone they get to. They're zen themselves. And yeah, man, Joe Gardner, I just thought you could tell black people were a part of creating this movie just because like just the little nuances and stuff that he was doing when he hit the hit up the barbershop. There were a lot of black people involved with the barbershop. Yeah, the barbershop was really good. And they didn't like yuck it up with a, you know, make it, you know, look foolish. It was a very like sacred place. And everyone who watched that, who's been in that experience, understood what it was like. And then Joe Gardner, just in general, like, like as my my dad's a musician and Spencer, you know this, but like you under, you kind of appreciate when you've kind of been around it, like people like literally like that whole hustle and bustle of like, Okay, I got a tryout. Okay, I did good. Okay, I got to come back. I got I got a gig tonight. I got to show out. That way I can get some agent or somebody else can see me so then I can get bigger, bigger gigs or whatever. So, like, to see somebody who was old, not old, but he was older in age a little bit, yeah. still chasing his dreams, like, that was really cool. And I thought just the animation of him was really good. Just the way, you know, black dudes, older black dudes, like, they, they be trying to, they don't be, like, in suits all the time, but they be, like, They'd be close. Like it'd be, yeah, it'd be Thanksgiving and maybe like in slacks, a belt, shirt tucked in, you know, and, a little blazer. And, and also jeans be super creased. Oh, super creased. they have the creases. The creases. creases. Uh, my, my dad gave me some jeans and they had the hardest creases in them. <laughs> there was if I if I wanted to, I couldn't get those creases out. <laughs> Boy, I'm saying, man, like Joe Gardner's style was fresh, bro. Like, dude had the turtleneck sweaters with the pullover, with the nice little slack with the dress. Always shoes. had a fedora. Had a fed- nice little cap. Not, yeah, not like, many people can pull off that fedora. Not many. You got to be of a certain age, a certain ilk, <laughs> cut from a certain cloth to wear that fedora. So yeah, man, like Joe Gardner, just his existence made me happy. So yeah, I, I definitely one of my favorite characters. Agree. Uh, I would I would like to segue that into uh just if you're feeling it, uh you can go follow my string quartet on uh I like that Facebook talk that talk the Instagram that's gonna be a stringsman OKC. That is stringsman OKC, uh, because I too am a musician and we are on the socials. Just follow us, you know. Let us know if you want us to play anything for you. Yeah. Spencer is the Joe Gardner of the league right now. See how I threw that lob, Spencer? He dunked it two hands. I like that. Uh, I like that. All right, Jordan, what's your next pick? Okay. Uh, this next one, man, uh, he's a he's a family man. He just wants to do good by his family. But for some reason, he just always kind of messes up. I got I to gotta talk about Oscar Proud. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my picks. That's oh, really? Okay. okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oscar, Oscar Proud, man. He he just wants to do good by his family, but he got his mama on his back. He got his teenage daughter on his back. <laughs> he, he just got he got his brother on his back. He got it all life bad, just, dude. Life just keep coming at him, and he just can't catch a break sometimes. But man, I love Oscar, man. He is such a funny character, man. Like no matter what he does, 
it's just always funny. Like yeah. he always in like his relationship with his mom. Oh my goodness. Like that's that's like a beautiful relationship. It's like it's like a love hate, love, love, hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Borderline abusive, but you know yeah. <laughs> probably toxic, but it's fun. Yeah, but, uh, but also like relatable for some people. It's, it's love no, there. Facts. But you know, but at the end of the day, you know it's love there. Yep. And then yeah. and then I mean, as a father myself. One day, my girls are going to be teenagers, and I do not know what I am going to do when they get to that age, because I feel Oscar. He just be he he tried to tell his daughter what to do, and she and he's like, "Daddy, no!" Like, yeah. gonna take the, you got to take that off. No, Daddy, this is cool. Like, I I see that coming from myself, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Damn, man, this is this rough out here, man." Yeah, man. So yeah, Oscar dude. is definitely like. Definitely a great character. Great True day. True day. It was Tommy Davidson, right? Voicing. Yep. Okay, Davidson. yeah. Another another top guy. But yeah, man, Oscar Proud, bro. He even started that show. Like, I know they try to make it about Penny, but like Oscar's what the whole thing to me is centered around. Like Oscar's just like you said, man, dude just got it. He's just in a house full of chaos and he's just trying to <laughs> do his best. Do he's his trying best. To make it. Yeah, just trying to make it day to day. You know what I mean? And and he could have been in the NBA, but I guess Wizard Kelly. I'm Wizard oh, Kelly, y'all. I'm forgetting about Wizard Kelly. I forgot about Wizard Kelly. But yeah, man, like Oscar Proud, bro. That was one of my picks. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up. But yeah, that that show, man, that was game changer. And Oscar Proud was a big part of that. Yeah. I've, I've I've watched the latest season, actually, it's season two of the latest version, and I haven't been able to watch it yet. But okay, uh, one of the things that because I haven't like watched it yet, but there was an episode that was just kind of on TV because I was at my parents' house and they have cable, so it was just whatever episode was on. Right, and uh, it was an episode where they, I think, they were visiting some family out in the middle of like nowhere, Oklahoma. Yeah, and like. That episode I thought was good because it showed some of the, you know, potentially toxic past that can come with family dynamics. And another thing that I like that it showed is that, and this is random, but it showed that like people have different body types. And I feel mm. like we don't see that very often in cartoons. Right. Like usually people are shaped one way and that's just right. it. Uh, like mm-hmm. there's there's like a young person shape and an old person shape but in that episode like we saw a bunch of different accurate body types and i was like this is see this they consult they talked to some people when they made this show yeah. Yeah, for sure for sure yeah man that that's a great show i actually want to check it out again now uh Would for you... me oh go ahead yeah no go ahead uh for my next pick, I gotta go number five from Codename Kids Next Door. Number five. I love number five. And number five is just one of the coolest characters. Like, I don't know why, uh, but when I was younger, I used to love a character whose eyes you couldn't see. Mm. <laughs> you could yeah. never see number five's eyes. She was so cool. Yeah, that had <laughs> Never really knew what was going on in there. But yeah, like Number five was just, she was cool. And I like number five 
she had i like the way that her family was represented uh you know at the time it was okay we know now that her father being based on bill cosby not great (laughs) (laughs) yeah but at the time you know dr lincoln was cool and he was very clearly a parody of bill cosby like you never saw some of the parents faces but like he was in a sweater and he was doing the bill cosby talk Um, but uh yeah, like the relationship with her and her sister, how they were definitely at odds because her sister was one of the like main villains at one point. Yeah, I remember that. And they still love each other, but also there's some friction there. I think it was that I think it was that bra episode and I remember where they were they were going and I can't remember it was I can't remember what the bra like the acronym for it was. But I think that was an episode where her and her sister were like going back and forth. Because uh, like I said, her sister was part of the um, like the evil teenager, yeah, the, the teenage resistance yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, which I always thought was a great thing that they did. But I mean, Kids Next Door was just a well written show, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, number five, she was just great. I agree. Um, she was also the uh, for me, and I think on the show as well. She was always like the backup leader. Yeah. So when number one was out, and that remind you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of the relationship between Storm and Cyclops. Yeah, uh, because like when Cyclops was out, Storm a lot of time would take over as leader, and Codename Kids Next Door reminded me of that. Yeah, that may have been directly what they were going for, potentially. Because you know, yeah. number one always had on the shades. Yeah, but yeah, number five was always definitely the coolest kid. Yeah, love number five, and and she generally like along with being cool aesthetically, like she usually maintained a level head. Yeah. Under very stressful circumstances. Like we know that number four was usually angry. We know that number two was usually nervous. Uh, Number three was just doing whatever. (laughs) But number five was usually calm, collected, and, you know, got things done. And along with that, she was also intelligent and like knew some shit. See, that's what I'm saying. That reminds me of Storm. Yeah, she was capable. Very good choice. Good choice. Uh, I haven't seen the show, but I'm support. I believe you two. You are <laughs> animation experts. So I believe you guys. Um, this next one, this is a reach. I want to get y'all's opinion. My man Ray from Princess and the Frog. Boy, was a Cajun. I accept. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Evangeline. Like, come on, man. Like, the way he, the way he, um, like his mannerisms, the way he spoke, the you know, obviously a Louisiana twang, yeah, and then just his love for event, bro. When he died, bro, I was like, oh, that one hurt, that one hurt. But yeah, the Evangeline song, I'll be singing that all the time. Can't be getting pissed off at me all the time because <laughs> I'll just be singing it all the time. Uh, but yeah, man, like Ray. That whole movie was riddled with outstanding characters, obviously. Um, but Ray, for some reason, man, really connected with him. And yeah, I just think he's black. I think Jim Cummings, I think it was Jim Cummings who, who voiced him. A lot of his, he's a white guy, but a lot of his inspirations are mainly in deep South Louisiana based off jazz and black culture, basically. So, um, I mean, yeah. basically, everybody else in the movie is also black. So, I mean, I can see it. That's what I'm saying. Like they didn't pick him to make a soundtrack for you know a black a black movie for no reason. You know what I mean? So yeah, 
Ray, Ray, uh, he's definitely one of my favorites. I want. Dangerly. I wonder why we have not seen a Princess and the Frog two. Because it seems like we would have seen that already. But I guess it's also we haven't seen like a Moana two either. Even though Princess and Frog came out before. Well, I, I think they're the... doing away with that animation style, which I do not like. Yeah, I say Princess and the Frog was the last one, right? Because it was Princess and the Frog and then Tangled. Yeah. And I think a, on my same agenda, yeah. 2D animation is great and we need to maintain it. Bro, like I saw a, a thing of and it wasn't even a movie that I really like. I think it was like uh Snow White or something, just something like that. I, but it was just beautiful. Like the art was it was like what looking at a moving painting. Like it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, hand-drawn animation is incredible. Yes. Like I like I like the 3D is cool, but I kind of yearn for like I remember watching Lion King for the first time just in 2D like little stuff like that and getting the like true appreciation for someone drawing that. Like that's mm-hmm. a different level of appreciation. Especially yeah. if they get it really right, like they did with Princess and the Frog. Like they got the swamp. They got that entire movie and that time period, honestly. They got they got right. And so, man, it's just I just miss it. I was yeah, thinking on, about that the other day. On my same agenda, I am like 2D animation is an incredible art form. And I don't like that so many people are trying to get away from it because right. it is like it, it's excellent. And if the idea is that 3D animation is better, that is incorrect. It really yes. depends on what you need and what you're doing and what you're looking for, because there are a lot of situations where 3D animation doesn't look better than 2D would in a certain situation. Right. And I feel like, and I, unfortunately, I believe due to this general, like even Cam, like my daughter, for example, like I'm trying to put her up on some 2D animation, but I can tell the interest is still not as quite there just because her eyes are trained for 3D. Right. So she maybe see this as a 2D as a lesser product when in actuality, I'm like, no, this is a better, like, this is yeah, like, better I think work. I 100% agree it makes sense. Like, like yeah. the way I see it, you know, how the way that we see black and white versus color, I feel like is the way that today's kids see 2D versus 3D. Right. Like, right. That's good. They, they see it as old. They exactly. see it as like, oh, that's because they couldn't do better back then. Right, right. And it's like, no, it's it's actually really good. Yeah. Like, I still fucks with Tom and Jerry today. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, bro, some of the most popular shows right now, if you go to Disney Channel, Cartoon, anyone, they're 2D animation. Like, some of the most popular cartoons in the world right now are all 2D animation. So why and, not just transition and keep movies, go back to 2D a, animation? That's the exactly. thing. 2D animation, again, 2D animation allows you to do more. Whenever I think of, like, the difference, so I don't know if you two remember, but they had a Jimmy Neutron Fairly Odd Parents crossover, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. When Timmy went into 3D, it looked so weird. It did. It looked bad. When Jimmy went to 2D, it was fine. Yeah. Right. Like Jimmy being drawn in the Fairly Odd Parents style made sense, but Timmy being brought over to Jimmy Neutron's world, he looked so weird. He looked bad. And that's he the thing. Bad. Like all the kids looked weird, 
but that wasn't a time period issue that that was a medium issue like that was an issue of like timmy doesn't make sense in this medium right and so just like with live action to animation there are some things you just can't really do i feel like the same applies to 3d animation there are some things that just don't make sense over there because generally speaking with all of the 3d animation stuff we've seen it looks mostly like itself if that like with 2D animation, there's a wide range of how characters look. Like right. the way that people are drawn in one show could be completely different than the way people are drawn in another show. Like the way that, like looking at the three big cartoon creators right now, the way that Nickelodeon draws stuff, the way that Disney draws stuff, and the way the Cartoon Network draws stuff, not like each right. other. Like right. they're very different from one another. But usually whenever you see 3D animation, it's relatively limited on what they're able to make the people look like. So it kind of all looks more the same than 2D animation does. True. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, they're trying to make it more realistic, which obviously tightens the things you can do. That makes it's a good point. Good point. Jordan, okay. um, what's your yeah, what's your last, last one? one? Yeah, last one. So for this one, I mean, I have to go with probably the first character um, that I've probably seen cuss in this medium. Uh, and that's Afro! Afro Samurai. Okay. Uh, yeah, Afro Samurai. I mean, at the time when I was watching it, I had to be maybe fifth grade. Uh, fourth or fifth grade, maybe even sixth grade, but I think fifth for sure. That was the first time I seen an anime character cuss. That's the first time I've seen him smoking. I don't know what I was doing watching it. But yeah, first time I now first time I seen, you know, them putting in work as far as like killing people and blood blood going everywhere. I mean, also first time I heard Samuel Jackson's voice is like a like a cartoon character. Afro Samurai to me was a great show, had a great video game as well, and also had a great movie. Um he, I mean, if you don't know Afro Sam, Afro Samurai, it's a story of a wandering uh, samurai who has the number one headband, and basically people are just coming at him. No, wait, they have number one and number two. Yeah, he, he had, had number, number two, and he was looking for number one. Yeah, because I think number one killed his father. Yeah, so he has number two. He's looking for number one. That's what it was. Okay, so yeah, it's a wandering samurai looking for the, the who has the number one headband. So that's and, why everybody's coming for him because he has number two. Yeah. And, and in so order he, to get to number one, you got to have number two. Yeah. And so he is just like, you know, living it, well, not living his life, but like he is just trying to survive. But also he's on a quest for vengeance as well. And I remember the movie, like his best friend attacked him and everything. And oh man, such, such a great movie. But yeah. And Afro, Afro Samurai. Samurai himself doesn't do a lot of talking, but his friend be chatting it up. Yeah. He'd be, um, he's definitely his, uh, his hype man for sure. Yeah. So it's my pick. Afro. Uh, I I too went with Samuel L. Jackson for my uh -oh. third one. Uh I know this character. <laughs> I, said, yep. I knew that was coming from the Incredibles. Uh I know I just shit all over 3D animation. Well, uh, <laughs> it's different. The Incredibles did it really well. Um I love the Incredibles. As I'm sure you know, the Incredibles might be my favorite superhero movie, period. Um, I, I, I have not felt the way about a big screen superhero movie that I felt about Incredibles. Um, it was just so good, but Frozone, excellent. Firstly, 
uh, we finally get a black superhero whose powers are not based in electricity. Oh yeah, sure. Um, while I do love my electric, ba- I love Static Shock. I love Black Lightning. Uh, I want Lord Raiden to be black. I'm not saying that I have a problem with it. I'm just saying we stepped away from that. Cool. But Frozone was just great. He was hilarious. And he was, you know, he just wanted to be like, I'd rather go bowling. (laughs) Yeah. He didn't want to have to deal with all that stuff. Yeah. He didn't want to have to deal with them. Yeah. He didn't want the mess. He was just like, you know, and, and he was a good best friend. He was like, shouldn't you be getting ready? You're, yep. you're getting married soon. It's right. like you're you're very late. Like he he's a good best friend. He was trying to keep his best friend out of trouble, out of the nonsense. Um, he had a great relationship with his best friend's kids. I was about to say that, yeah. Because yeah, Dash was spitting water on him. He was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm uh, happy he got a bigger part in you know the second movie. Because I mean, clearly he was popular in the first. Oh yeah. Like he's one of the favorite black superheroes. Um, uh, the scene when they were in the burning building was funny. Right. Like, <laughs> he's like, you're out of ice? You can't run out of ice? <laughs> it's hot in here, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> there is uh, no water in this air. And then, of course, honey, where's my super suit? Where is my super, my super suit? suit? Which was great, because we know that in the Marvel movies, they showed that same scene, but from right. the helicopter point of view, basically. Uh-huh. So yeah. that was a great. That was a great little nod. That was crazy. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so yeah, definitely Frozone. Uh, he's cool, not just because of his ice powers. Thanks. That's a really good, really good choice. Um, yeah, Frozone was a game changer. Um, that that scene was classic. Uh, for me, last one gotta be and, Gerald. Oh, and, and sorry, oh, just real ahead. quick, the way he used his ice powers because normally when we think ice powers, we think of Iceman, who just like holds his hand out and then creates like a slide. But yeah. he was ah, 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 ah. he yeah. used just throwing them hoes. Had a little swag to it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I love the way that we visually saw him use his powers. Like it right. was great, and yeah. I yeah, I love that. So yeah. I apologize for cutting you no, off. No, no, you're good. I, I needed to mention that. No, good call. Uh, yeah, my last one is just Gerald. Hey, Arnold. Great uh, I just think he's, first of all, Hey, Arnold is just a black-ass show. Like, I think all around the music, you can just tell, like, jazz playing in the background. Like, what, what we, like it all makes sense. And just Gerald was a great best friend. He had a great story himself. Um, his style, bet, like, the art bet, was dope. I bet Joe Gardner was Gerald's uncle. Oh, oh, I like that. Damn, that's a good one. That's I like a good that. One. That definitely makes sense. Definitely makes sense. But, like, yeah, like, his style, the way they drew him was really good. Um, and his voice, I forgot who the voice actor was, but he was great. I feel like he was in a few other things. But, uh, yeah, man, Gerald just, hey, Arnold was outstanding. Usually the main character I don't usually vibe with. I vibe with Arnold, but Gerald was another level. So he was a really good, really good character. I never understood his head shape or what his haircut was. I'm just like, yo, that's a crazy hot top right there. It's so funny. I feel like because every black kid in the 90s had a high top, but Gerald made it different. Like Gerald Gerald was the first time I remember being like, hey, that's different because yeah. like every black kid looked like Vince from recess. 
<laughs> like, yeah. the, like his head was every black kid. Yeah. And Gerald was the first time I remember seeing like, oh, that's something different, even though right. it's the same thing. It's just exaggerated. My man needs a lineup. He needs a, a fresh lineup. But that's fine. You know what I mean? He in the middle of New York. Sometimes you can't get a fresh cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder who win. It's funny you bring up Vince. I wonder who would win in a basketball game. Um, Gerald or Vince. Vince. I got Vince. Vince nice. Vince, I agree. I agree. I got Vince. Vince looks taller. Uh, they're yeah. both in fourth grade, but Vince looks like a taller kid. Yeah. Shout out to Recess. Another great, great character. Definitely. Oh. Okay. Any honorable mentions before we leave? Uh, I don't have any. Uh, I I guess I'll honorable mention Susie from uh, The Rugrats. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Another classic one. Because I would have honorable mentioned Gerald if he didn't come up because Gerald was, I guess, the first time I remember like being like, hey, a black kid in a show. Gotcha. Like, I know that there were a bunch of others, but like Gerald is the first time I remember consciously being like thinking, hey, a black kid in a show. Yeah. He's smart, too. Yeah. I like Gerald a lot. All right. Well, this is another gentleman's briefly. Again, Jordan, can you want to shout out our socials? You guys, you know, follow us. If you want to do your duty as a citizen who mm-hmm. loves Black people and Black History Month, go ahead and follow us, follow us on all these things that That's right. Jordan will explain. Follow us at the LMG Podcast on Twitter. Uh, find our Facebook group on uh, our Facebook group, the League of Melanated Gentlemen. And also follow us and subscribe on YouTube as well. Yes, sir. All right. This has been the Gentleman's Briefly. We out.